0: Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mm-mm-mm content. Just one more thing, don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened in the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio.
1: God, how is it not over? This election has been going on forever. They've been counting it forever. In the time, they've been counting the votes in the US election. I've got a job. I've got fired from the job. I've got another job. I've got made redundant from that job I found a new job. I've moved city. I've found a girlfriend. I've got married. I've had two kids I've had a messy divorce. I've become really bitter and twisted. I've remarried. I've re-divorced. I've retired I've got old and I've died. Come on It's
0: Saturday it's 3 o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman.
1: Good afternoon. It is my favourite time of the week because I'm here on the radio. I get to chat to you. Happy days. How's it going? It's Wizard Radio. My name is Alec Feldman. It's very nice to be hanging out. and Conan Gray, fake, you just heard. Justin Bieber and Chance the Rapper, Holy. Right. Do you remember a few weeks ago, I excitedly told you that... I, Alec Feldman, me, had been nominated for an award for making radio. Do you remember that? I don't know. How funny was that? Yeah, that happened. Anyway, um, uh, I didn't win it. But anyway, we don't really need to dwell on that. Coming up on the show this afternoon the best meal ever. Plus, rejected TV shows. Plus, the toy company, Hasbro. Crisps. Mustaches. All important. Excuse me important topics we need to discuss i've got a 60 second guide someone zooming you is back because we are now in england in a second lockdown so someone's talking you're definitely definitely off now everywhere plus it's lockdown two in england like i said and i think what we need to help us get through that is games not not board games not monopoly and none of that what's going on that game i think we'll have a bit of that you know what let's do it in the next 15 minutes what's going on coming back to the show we play it every now and again if you've never heard it I'll explain everything in about 4.25 all that is coming up on the show this afternoon plus Wes Nelson off Love Island I'll play you his song I'll play you Dua Leaper and I'll play you BB Rexer in a second after some very important life lessons in This Week I Learned This Week I Learned Life is an uh, uh, what <laughs> that was rubbish I'll try that again Life is a learning process. Every day you get educated on something new. And you know what? It's difficult sometimes. Sometimes you just want lessons to be taught to you without you having to experience the pain yourself. And so here's, here's what I'm gonna do for you right now. I'm gonna share my wisdom with you that I've picked up over the last seven days so that, that you can be a more well-rounded and experienced person via me. Sound good? Let's do it. First up this week, I've learned it is quite satisfying when when people get those massive fines for breaking all the COVID rules. I'm a proper, proper, like, old person when it comes to all the lockdown stuff at the moment. I don't know why. I'm just, I'm really scared about getting it. I'm scared about other people getting it. I'm just like, follow the damn rules. And it really, really upsets me when people don't, genuinely, like, on a personal level. And so, I was reading earlier about someone in Manchester, which is where I am, actually, who's just been given a £10,000 fine. For having a massive party in their house. Now, the rational, sort of liberal-minded part of me thinks a ten thousand pounds is a sort of a life-destroying fine. It is quite disproportionate. Maybe, maybe that's not quite fair. But then another part of me that's almost as big, if not bigger, goes, "Ha! Serves you right for being a Ed. All your fault." And kind of wants to laugh at them. I, I am sort of enjoying people getting their their like karma served to them for not being sensible about covid and spreading it super spreaders they're they're bad people so that's kind of satisfying i've learned this week i've also learned now we are in lockdown too in england not wales scotland northern ireland it it sort of makes very little difference to my life and that's really 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 sad like nothing's really changed for me i just do what i normally do which you know i'm, I'm asking a lot of questions here but whatever It hasn't changed things that much for me. I appreciate that more people who have more of a life will probably have been affected a bit more. But uh, for me, it's just like, just another day, isn't it? I know, I'm tracking. Anyway, I've also learned this week, oh my God, time passes so slowly when they've been counting election for three days. I've never been as invested in American politics as I have been for the last three weeks. I've never watched as much TV news as I've watched in the last three weeks. Honestly, I just... Like, for four days, I've been, th- I've been like, permanently slightly stressed about what's going to happen. Obviously, I'm talking about the American election, if you didn't work that out. Where have you been? And can I join you? But it's just those numbers are, like, etched into my brain. Two, five, three, two, like, one. What is it? Two, one, four. That, yeah, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I said it's etched into my brain. Maybe not. which just all I've seen and, like, the red and the blue. I'm going to start having dreams about it soon. It's that, it's that. Present in everything, everywhere, and you're just like, come on, hurry up, count these votes. How long have you been at 99%? It's like, do you ever try and like download a large file? If you're downloading like a game or a movie, or maybe you're installing updates on your computer, and it's like, oh, estimated time, 30 seconds, and then you know, 30 seconds pass, and the green bar like fills up, and it's like 99% complete, and then it stays at 99% complete for ages and ages and ages. That's what this is like right now. It's not okay. Hurry up. Count your ballots. If you want, I can help. I'll get my fingers and toes out and help you count as well. Just get him out. Come on, please. Hurry up. Thank you. And that, my friends, is what we've learned this week. It is kind of satisfying in a like, it's the word, Schadenfreude kind of way when people get all these huge fines for breaking COVID rules. It's kind of like, ha, ah, served so you right. Lockdown doesn't change my life as much as it really ought to and oh my god count the election fast because the last three days have felt like three years that is what we've learned this week we can now move on because next i want to talk to you about something sort of important but sort of just appealing to my slightly vain side i'll explain more in a second after bb Rexer's doja cat baby i'm jealous it's wizard radio wizard radio with bb rexer doja cat baby i'm jealous my name is Hope you're good, happy Saturday, happy weekend, happy lockdown too, happy November. It is seven days into the month of November, which means that if unlike me, you can grow facial hair and are a man, you may be seven days into the month of November, which is this thing, I don't know how long it's been going on. I think probably quite a while now, where men, blokes, ruddy bro- blokes, guys, chaps, whatever you want to call them, they'll grow a moustache in the month of November, um, I've seen a lot of good moustaches over the years, mainly from teachers because no one I know could really grow one. Uh, I've seen Mexican moustaches like Handlebar, even a sort of little curly one once, that was good, that was really good. And the reason they do this is it's all like a massive campaign about men's mental health and people, they grow these moustaches for a month and they get sponsored. And they give their money to the Movember Foundation, I think it is. And it's lovely and very, very important to get more blokes talking about how they're feeling. And it's a really cool thing and means you get to look a bit silly with a moustache for 30 days every year. And, you know, I've been aware of this for a while. But my attention this year has been drawn to a very simple four-step process. It's ways you can check up up on your male friends to see if they're okay, which is very handy. Because everyone says, oh, talk to your friends, talk to your friends. Which is cool, but then if you're a bit awkward and emotionally unintelligent, how do you do that? I'll I'll tell you right. There's four very simple instructions. Ask. Start by asking how he's feeling. Okay, right? Can do that. How are you feeling? Yeah. Listen, and give him your full attention. I'm really good at giving people attention. Listen like this. Mhm. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. But yeah, that's that's my listening noises. Encourage action. Help him to focus on simple things that that could improve how he feels. For example, I don't know, like go, for, go for a walk, that's nice. Enjoying nature, those are all good things. I find they're, they're nice little pick-me-ups if you're feeling a bit tired or exhausted or knackered or miserable or whatever. Check in, follow up after your chat. So like two weeks later, be like, how are you feeling? And then it's like, you repeat it. It goes around in a nice circle, it's cool. So very useful advice for people like me who are a bit crap at talking to mates. However, now, listen, don't judge me here. Okay, judge me a little bit here. I know this is a very serious and important message, but the, the way I found out about this was by seeing a post by someone who shared it on Instagram. This, these instructions. Ask, listen, encourage action, check in. Or A for ask, L for listen, E for encourage action, and C for check in. Or reach out with Alec. And, you know, it shouldn't take a, an acronym that is, is my name to get me to pay a bit more attention to this stuff, but that's kind of kind of what's, what's happened. I was like, oh, yeah, Movember, great. But I didn't actually think about it until I saw an acronym that was my own name. Um, I don't really know what that says about me, but here we are. This is very exciting news for representation of Alex in the media for a start. I've got to say. You know, now you can reach out with Alex. That's me. Reach out with me. Feel free. And honestly, I haven't been this buzzing about my name being somewhere since I found out about the American Legislative Exchange Council, who I saw an article about once. The headline was, ALEC rejects climate change subsidies because they're this like really, really, really right-wing organization who campaign against nice things in America. So, you know, this is a much better acronym to share a name with. Never mind the American Legislative Exchange Council. I've got Ask, Listen... What was the other one? I forgot it already. Ask, <laughs> listen, explore feelings, encourage action. That was it. And check in. Okay. Maybe I wasn't paying as much attention as I, I was supposed to. But still, good news for Alec. Good news for moustaches. Good news for men's mental health. So remember remember to Alec, everyone, because I'll be checking up next week to doing the C part of Alec to make sure. Because I'm, I'm fully invested in this now because it is my own name. <clears throat> right. Yeah anyway coming up next the return of a little game we do from now from time to time called what's going on where you have to work out what's going on it's very simple but i'll explain everything after wes nelson yes from love island and hardy caprio see nobody wizard radio where's nelson hardy caprio see nobody on wizard radio salik feldman Leaper coming up and gracie as well now though we've entered a second lockdown In England you know I have to give all the disclaimers here and that's kind of rubbish you know second wave is very much on and so what do we need in this in this time this difficult stressful upsetting time we can't see friends and family we can't go out and do things so what do we turn to not zoom quizzes not baking we want a game of what's going on We do this on the show every now and again just it kind of pops up as and when i feel like it where i play you a clip this usually happens when i find a clip that's just so ridiculous that it needs to be ripped completely from context and then just played uh, just so you can really experience how stupid and ridiculous it is and then try and work out based on what you've heard what is actually happening because it's harder than you think when you rip something slightly odd sounding completely from context, it it means nothing. It becomes its own thing completely. And I saw this earlier on and I thought this, this is a perfect what's going on. I need to play what's going on specifically for this. And I think we should just, we'll just play it and then we can talk more. Okay, let's hear today's what's going on clip
2: thank you harry uh, is it no it's carol carol sorry Bert. right there we are third time for ed and zed and uh, actually we're going to call it just ed and in future because zed won't be with us anymore most unfortunate i think he's got his feedbacks
3: twisted up i've got about to pick with you all at me chucked on the corporation rubbish tip then with a big label tied around me dial Sign redundant robot
1: Right, there's a lot to take in there. It's quite long for a start. And also, there's just loads of stuff. So you had... you had, There's a man there, the main man who's speaking for most of the time. There's a child, I think, who might be called either Harry, Carol, or Bert. Okay. Um, there's, there's Ed. There's Zed. There's loads of characters here. It's very busy for like a 30-second clip. And then, right at the end... There's one of the most annoying voices I've ever heard in my life. Like genuinely, I don't know if you found this listening to that, but I definitely did. It almost hurts your ears to listen to. So I thought I'll play it on the radio if it's that painful. It's, it's weird. It's very confusing and just sounds quite horrible. And they're all talking. There seems to be some kind of a, a disagreement. Um, I think a robot is mentioned at some point. I don't know. It's just weird and the chaotic energy that I think we all need. So, what you have to do, based on what you've just heard, is try and work out what is actually happening in that that clip. I thought we'd have an early game of this, so all you need to do is send me a message on 07807 183 538. 07807 183 538. That's my text number. And you just have to come up with a theory. It doesn't have to be right. Just your best guess at what you think is actually happening in that clip and where it's come from and why they're having a disagreement and who all these people are because there's a lot. That is not a rule of six gathering right there. So 07807 183 538. You can email me station at wizardradio.co.uk or on Twitter. Get me on there as well. at WizRadio. What is going on in this clip? You can hear it one more time just to help Get the imagination juices flowing
2: thank you harry uh, is it no it's carol
1: carol sorry Bert. right there we are
2: third time for ed and zed and uh, actually we're going to call it just ed and in future because zed won't be with us anymore most unfortunate i think he's got his feedbacks twisted up
3: i've got about to pick with you all at right, me chucked on the corporation rubbish tip then with a big label tied around me dial sign redundant right
1: a very confusing clip. If you think you can have a stab in the dark at what is actually happening there, send me a message right now, and I'll read them out in about ten minutes on what's going on on Wizard Radio. Right, this is Dua Lipa and Baby with Levitating
0: live from a slightly funny-smelling basement in Manchester. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio.
1: Don't before that, Dua Lipa and Baby levitating. Hi, it's Alec. Are you good? How's life? You okay? No, but are you really okay? Okay, good. Right, we're in the middle of a game of What's Going On. About 10 minutes ago, I played you a little clip of something strange and confusing and just asked you to try and untangle it and work out what is happening here, why is it happening, who is it happening to. All of those questions I would like the answer to. And if you missed it before, we'll just have a listen now again.
2: Thank you, Harry. Uh, Is it...? No, it's Carol. Carol, sorry, Bert. Right, there we are. Third time for Ed and Zed. And uh, actually, we're going to call it just Ed and in future, because Zed won't be with us anymore. Most unfortunate, I think he's got his feedbacks twisted up.
3: I've got about to pick with you. All at me chucked on the corporation rubbish tip then, with a big label tied round me dial, saying, Redundant Robot.
1: So there's, there's an annoying robot in there that's been chucked on the corporation's scrap heap pile, whatever that means. There's a child, there's a man, there's Ed, there's Zed, there's Barry, there's Harry, there's Larry, there's Gary, there's Karen. So much to to try and work out. It's weird. So let's see what guests we've we got. Maddie says, it sounds like some sort of kids' TV show. Maybe there's a comedian who hosts a show with guests who are all kids. Like CBBC, but from a long time ago. I think he only has one guest, who's the girl called Carol, and he's purposely getting her name wrong to try and be funny. He calls her Harry first, then she corrects him, and then he calls her Bert as a joke. No idea who Ed and Zed are, though. And the robot's meant to be another joke, I think. But if it's on a kid's TV show, how would the kids understand what the robot are saying? It's so confusing. That's a very good point, because I can barely make out what the robot's saying, and I've listened to that, like, a good probably five or ten times by now. It's it is painful to listen to. See what I mean? Not nice. Um, so right, kids' TV show. Yeah, I can see that because Carol does sound like a child. And yeah, maybe I think I think Maddie has unlocked quite a bit here actually. In which someone is trying to be funny and just kind of failing quite a lot. <laughs> That's kind of the vibe I'm getting from this this clip. It's some kind of strange comedy with jokes that aren't very funny or are hard to understand, yeah. But broadly speaking, Maddie, I think you're actually on the right track, so good job. Sean, I think this is one of those old TV performances from a show like the Royal Variety Performance, or something like that, where they need to be family-friendly, which is why there's kids and robots, but also it's really more for the adults, which is why the robot talks about being made redundant or something like that. I think Ed and Zed are robots because he said that Zed won't be with us anymore because he got his feedback wrong or something like that, which sounds like a robot thing. And maybe the robot at the end is Ed, who's really annoyed because Zed, his friend, is no longer going to be with them. That's just my guess. I really have no idea. No. Does any of us? Do any of us? Yeah. It, I, again, a similar sort of vibe was like a performance for the TV where people are trying to be funny. Um, I'm not sure that there's any adult humour in that clip though. <laughs> I don't know, other than the line about being made redundant, how grown up it really is. Is that what adults laugh about? They're just like, Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, good joke about redundancy and other adult things. I can't wait till you do your stand up routine about council tax. <laughs> is it kind of like that? I don't really know. But yeah, you think Ed and Zed are robots? So that's Sean's theory. And I, I, don't think, I don't think you're right. I don't think Zed is a robot. Uh, no, sorry. No, Zed is the robot. It's Ed. Ed that's not the robot. And Zed is the robot. That's what I think is going on, as far as I can tell. Sasha, again, guessing kids' TV show pantomime kind of vibes yet. Sasha heard some claps at the beginning, which could be an audience. Oh, okay. So as well as Ed, Zed, Carol, Harry, and Bert, there's also... Another unspecified number of children taking part in this whatever it is. Okay. Um, now, Sasha has another theory. It's also definitely old, because the guy's voice who's hosting it sounds like Terry Wogan or someone from that era. Okay. I think Harry, Carol, and Bert are three kids who have been brought up on stage to do something Ed and Zed, like the actors who are meant to not make it to the next round. And obviously it's fake because it's the pantomime or something like that. The robot at the end sounds like something has gone wrong. Because when the robot comes on stage, it sounds like it takes the host by surprise. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I think, you know what? On this particular edition of what's going on, you've actually done pretty well. You've managed to work out quite a few of the details. Maybe that clip is not as strange and as confusing as I thought it might have been. But... If anything, when you know the context, it's even worse. So we'll play it again, and then I will explain everything.
2: Thank you, Harry. Uh, is it? No, it's Carol. Carol, sorry, Bert. Right, there we are. Third time for Ed and Zed. And uh, actually, we're going to call it just Ed and in future, because Zed won't be with us anymore. Most unfortunate, I think he's got his feedbacks twisted up.
3: I've got about to pick with you. at me chucked on the corporation rubbish tip, then. With a big label tied around me, dial, Sign,
1: Redundant Robot. Right. So, actually, most of you are basically right about that. So, Maddie, kids TV show, tick. Sasha, old. Yes, I think it's from, like, the 80s or something. And uh, back to Maddie again, the humour that this guy is trying to hilariously get a small child's name wrong is, is... I mean, that's right. It's not very funny, but there we go. So, Harry, Carol, and Bert are in fact the same person it's it's a little girl and this guy ed is like the human from the 80s he's got a terrible haircut i've got to say he's not terry woken but i can sort of see where you're coming from um and then yeah what else ed and zed aren't friends basically like Sort of not really like Sean Seguist, actually, because basically, Edge the person. Zed is this ridiculous robot that looks kind of like a fridge. Um, I don't know how to describe it. It's got a terrifying face with, like, massive square eyes and a gigantic, gaping smile that's just, like, kind of square, but smiling at the same time. I don't know. And it's just a bit terrifying. It's got, like, a screen on him as well, and it's just very, very 80s, the whole thing. Or not even 80s. You know what? This is the 70s, I've just found out. Very, very 70s. They didn't really have special effects or costumes at the time, clearly. And yeah, this is some weird kids' TV show where Ed and Zed, they've had a fallout because Ed, the human, tried to throw away Zed, the horrendously ugly, stupid, annoying-sounding robot, and the robot's like, hey, you tried to throw me away, (laughs) ha, 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 ha. And then hilarity ensues, and they have some hilarious banter, and Zed, the robot, sounds really, really annoying. And that's basically it. And this apparently is what passed for entertainment in the 70s. Maybe maybe it had to be there. I don't know. It just seems incredibly cringeworthy and naff and not that funny. But I saw it and I was like, wow. Wow, this is truly another level of weirdness. So there you go. That is what's going on. It's a weird 70s kids TV show with a person and a robot that looks like How you would imagine a robot to look in the 70s. Having some hilarious banter. Make the sitcom now, please. We need it. Ed and Zed the movie, anyone? No, I didn't think so. So thank you very much for getting involved. I've got more games fun for Lockdown 2, just to make it a little bit less boring, I guess. Someone Zooming You is coming up in a bit. But next, let's talk about crisps after Easy Life and Daydreams, Wizard Radio. I really like Easy Life. I think they're awesome. That was Daydreams on Wizard Radio. It's Alec Feldman. Claudia Valentina is on the way. But first, you know how much I love crisps, right? Like how they're one of the loves of my life, genuinely. I just think they're great. Go with everything. I could eat so many crisps. I love crisps so much. I recently bought 36 packets of them in one go. I got a massive box from Sainsbury's and it was genuinely one of the most exciting things that ever happened to me. Not joking. I was was made up. I'm still doing well. I've got quite a few left. Trouble is now the ratios have gone a bit wrong i've got too much prawn cocktail and not enough of the rest and i don't really like prawn cocktail but we are where we are we'll deal with that later i've got my 36 packets of crisps i'm very happy because i really like crisps and so i saw this article on vice the other day you know vice is like sort of news but edgy they think they're really cool and you know what it really spoke to me i've never sort of Related to an article, as much as I I saw this headline, I was like, oh my God, what a great idea. There's a person called Amelia who's decided that she likes crisps so much that she she wants to throw off society's limitations. The shackles of society say that you should only eat one packet of crisps a day. And she wanted to just throw them away, escape from the chains in which she was bound and eat as many crisps as she wanted and decided to do an experiment where for one day instead of conforming to society's expectations of how many crisps you eat she just had crisps every time she wanted to eat crisps just to see i guess what her natural level of crisp consumption would be if it weren't subject to the constraints of you know other people's judgment and society and i just thought this was fascinating because you know if you've ever got like a big bag like a sharing bag. You can quite easily eat like a large proportion of that in one sitting, I find. Or if you're at like a party and there's a buffet, oh, remember buffets, and there's like a little a little bowl or basket of crisps. And you can just kind of find yourself eating loads and loads of loads of them, and you never know how many crisps you're actually eating because they're not portioned in a packet in the same way they would normally be. And it's like, wow. So I can actually eat loads of crisps. The only thing stopping me is the fact that a packet is only a certain size. So this is a great experiment. I'm so on board with this experiment. I think it's genius. And so she's done it and she's had a whole day and she's like recorded her eating. And she's recorded every time she had her crisps. And, you know, her first packet of crisps were at 10 a.m. And, um, well, she had had two packets of crisps at 10 a.m. Which, again, is a lot of crisps. And you know what, this is where I slightly diverge from this girl Amelia is it? because um, I just I don't think 10am is an appropriate time for crisps, I love crisps but even I wouldn't want them that early especially not two bags of beef space raiders, god, no but then she had another bag at 11 2 in the 11, 12 3, 4, 5 and then just went to town completely after 9pm and had like 3 packets of Doritos with like cream and cheese and salsa and stuff. And um, do you know what? I read through this whole article and at first I was like, oh my God, she's living the dream. She's eating crisps whenever she wants. But then as I read through this more and more and I saw like the quantity of crisps that it is humanly possible to eat in a day, I sort of found myself starting to feel a bit, a bit weird about it. A bit sick as if I'd also eaten that many crisps in a day. And you know what? Respect to Amelia because I think she's out crisped me. In the total, she had 12 bags of crisps in a day, although she adds the disclaimer that three of them were a grab bags. So technically she's had 15 bags of crisps in a day. And to me, I love crisps. I really, really do. But uh, I don't think I could do it. I really don't. And I just felt, genuinely felt a bit ugh at the end of this article. So what it's served to do, I got hooked in by preying on my love of crisps and all things potato-based snacks. But then by the end of it, I'd almost been put off crisps. So, I, I don't know. Am I cured of my my crisp affection now? Am I done with crisps? Is this the case? I mean, I mean, maybe, but also I've probably had, like, I read this about two days ago, and I've probably had about two packets of crisps then. So, you know what? I think we're okay. We're fine. But, wow, I've never made... I've never been made to feel so, like, emotional by an article before never got so invested in one but you know what credit to Amelia for rejecting societal norms and eating however many crisps she damn wanted to much love <laughs> right coming up next it is time for Someone Zooming You after a song called 4.15 by Claudia Valentina Someone's- Zooming You Somebody's the bell and welcome back it's Saturday afternoon It's nearly 4 o'clock, which means someone Zooming you is on Wizard Radio. This is a game every Saturday afternoon we play this. Someone unexpectedly Zooms me. Just have to guess who they are and why on earth. Well, not why on earth. They're Zooming me. Just who they are. Because otherwise, I won't pick up. That's how it works. I'm too busy. got too much to do. I don't have time to Zoom people. I barely have time to, like, remember to brush my teeth, honestly. So, Zooming people unexpectedly. Just an extra stress. I don't want that in my life. So, if nobody can work out who they are, I will just reject the call. I am that brutal. I know, savage. And so, you can get a few clues as well. I'm not completely cruel like that, but otherwise, you're kind of on your own. So, just need to wait for the Zoom phone to ring, and then and then you can start guessing, and we can start asking the questions, and you can try and work out who it is that is unexpectedly Zooming me this afternoon. All is good. Just need to sit back and wait now. But, um, maybe is the internet all right? Zoom zoom zoom. Oh, sorry, ah, that, that's the, my zoom. Sorry. Let me just Oh, so, so no one's zooming me. Zoom 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 mine? zoom zoom zoom. Yeah, yeah, it's yours. Zoom oh, zoom. Oh, Zoom zoom. Oh, good. I was worried. Zoom, I mean, zoom, I, mean zoom, I mean, oh, how annoying that zoom, someone's zooming me. Zoom, right. Zoom. All right, let's silence that. Zoom Who zoom. Who is zooming me this week? Okay. All right. All right, All right. Okay. I see it. Yep, I have identified the person zooming me. I know who they are. I'm not sure I want to speak to them, but but you know, let's let's just do it. Let's ask some questions and answer some questions and see who it is that is actually zooming me this week. James Gilmore gets to ask the questions on your behalf, and he has 5 of them. They have to be yes no questions. So let's go. Hi James. All right. Um are they right. a man? No. Okay. Are they American? No. Are they British? Yes. Okay. Um, God, British women. Are they um, relevant currently? Always. Or, uh, so they're always relevant? hmm My final question are they very old yes they are but don't you have one more question no that was five questions was it yeah not a man not American British always relevant very old oh yeah you're right I'm very much mistaken I do apologise yes those are your clues a British not man who's always very relevant and they're very old I think that was everything who is zooming me this week if you know, send me a message, 07807 183 538. You can tweet me or Instagram DM me, at WizRadio. You can message me on Facebook, facebook.com slash WizardRadio or go old school, 07807 183 538 is the text number. Who's Zooming me? A not man who is British and very old and very relevant. It's all, it's all to play for. You can win the grand prize of nothing except self-respect. If you can work out who's Zooming me and, I mean, this is the real prize. If one of you can guess who is Zooming me, I will pick up the Zoom and we'll have a lovely chat. And that's that's the real prize here. And if not, then I'll just hang up. That's how it works. So get guessing right now on someone Zooming you. Not a man who is British and very famous and relevant all the time and very old. I feel like I'm missing something, but never mind. Have a have a good guess, and we'll find out whether you're right just before 5 p.m. this afternoon. On the way, country music, courtesy of Keith Urban and Pink and Shawn Mendes next to off After news, it's 4 o'clock. I, the voiceover guy, have been paid a small one-off fee to
0: let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio.
1: Keith Urban and Pink, I like this. It's sort of a bit country, it's a bit pop, it's fun, it's cool, it's playing on Wizard Radio. It's called One Too Many, and before that, Shawn Mendes and Wonder. Alec Feldman here. Afternoon, Clairo playing soon, and that that kinda gross Ariana Grande song, you know the one, the maths one. And Maisie Peters all in the next 20 minutes. Right, I enjoy a bit of bit of business news every now and again and a bit of music news. And when business and music combine, I am somewhat interested. Do you remember a few weeks ago I was talking about how the Church of England somehow owns rights to a lot of songs? because they, like, invest in this company that then invests in songs, like, their their stocks, basically. And so the company gets money when the songs get streamed, which is all the time. And then the church gets money from the company, and so basically the church owns a tiny proportion of loads of really popular songs. I think Miley Cyrus and Nothing Breaks Like a Heart, that was one of them. Stuff like that. And that was kind of weird that, you know, God and Jesus you don't necessarily associate with Justin Timberlake, for example. But it was one of those weird little intersections of business and music and deals and rights and all that complicated stuff. And this is another one of those weird situations that I was reading about. Now, apparently this happened actually quite a long time ago, but I think the deal that was made in like January this year has finally gone through 11 months later and been finalized. And the toy company Hasbro has bought a company I think called Entertainment One. Hasbro They make loads of games and kids' toys. I think they make My Little Pony stuff, for example. And they're branched out. You know, many companies have many fingers in many pies. And they bought this Entertainment One company. Mainly for the sort of the entertainment things that Entertainment One own. Like TV shows, concepts, characters, brands. Peppa Pig, I'm pretty sure they own. So now Hasbro owns Peppa Pig. Cool then there's another part of this deal that's almost like a sideshow it's not why hasbro bought it but they've just ended up owning it because they wanted to get the other things they wanted peppa pig and to get a peppa pig they had to buy this other thing as well and what they've bought is a music label it's called death row records and now death row records was founded in like the 90s by dr dre it was his label And it was where loads of like sort of 90s, noughties, West Coast American rap was released and all that kind of stuff. And so we're talking artists Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, uh, Tupac, that kind of thing, right? Just as a little sample, these are the kind of songs that this company, Death Row Records, will own all of the like the music rights to, okay?
2: From Los Angeles, where the hella got this got cameras.
1: Got a crib for a studio and a sawful of tracks to add to the ball full the plaques. Hanging up in the office and back of my house like trophies. Come on, come on. That's just the way it is. I don't know if this is this is interesting to anyone else but me, but I think this is kind of a cool, weird, geeky fact because all those songs that you just heard in that little montage, they're now owned by the same company that makes my little pony isn't that just a little bit weird, the way the world works? They wanted Dora the Explorer to do that. They had to also buy basically all of those songs. So, they're now in the same Hasbro family. It's now Snoop Dogg, sponsored by Hasbro. Weird. And uh, I wanted to to do something sort of to mark this this special occasion, this weird side effect of a transaction. Um, and uh, I've tried to make something. Okay. It's, it's a bit weird I made it and I was like oh wow this is actually a great idea but then when I actually got round to making it and listening to it I was more like oh my god why have I done this but you know what we're too late we're committed now and, and so what I've done <laughs> is I've tried to make a sort of a remix I've tried to remix Snoop Dogg who was obviously signed to Death Row Record back in the day And they now own lots of his songs. I've tried to remix him with one of Hasbro's other many properties, My Little Pony. You might find this a bit disturbing. You might find this a bit confusing. I just want you to know that I spent upwards of five minutes working on this. So now that My Little Pony and Snoop Dogg have finally been united in the same business empire, um, I think it is time to have a listen to my My Little Pony Snoop Dogg. Remix. Oh God.
2: Greetings, loved ones. Let's take a journey.
4: My little pony. My little pony. J U S T E A T. Just enough. You ain't
3: no G. Big adventure. I'll be full faithful,
4: and strong.
2: Jesus, up, freezer, up. put your keys up in the ignition and let's turn this thing on.
4: Come
2: on, man, let's get this thing cranked up.
1: Now, you might be wondering what you're supposed to think about what you've just heard. And I'll be honest with you, I have no idea. But maybe that can now feature in your your dreams, nightmares and horrors forevermore so there you go that was snoop dog and my little pony (laughs) an exclusive remix only on wizard radio you're so welcome right this is claro and sophia claro and sophia this is wizard radio it's alec feldman hanging out ariana grande is next with the song that the title of which is a sum it's yeah 34 plus 35 you can get calculators out now if you want to work that one out in advance I was watching the telly the other day, as I often do at about six o'clock on channel four, because that, as everyone who grew up in the UK knows, is when The Simpsons is on. Six o'clock every night, Channel 4, Appointment TV viewing. Or maybe it was like twenty years ago when The Simpsons was good, I don't know. But I was I was watching it, I was dipping in, and in the adverts, they were showing an advert for a brand new series of educating Manchester. Because if you know it's the, they do that series every now and again where they like go into a school and they follow around all the teachers and pupils and stuff and it's really interesting and emotional and quite nice and they've done a few of these in different places and it was this is like the second series in that Manchester school they're advertising but then in the advert they had a little disclaimer come up on the screen in the corner that was like filmed in 2018. And obviously because, you know, they want to let everyone know that with all the current COVID restrictions and stuff, um, they haven't been breaking the rules and going into a school to film stuff and filming everyone not wearing masks and not social distancing and all that kind of stuff. And so they, they put their little disclaimer in there, filmed in 2018. But it was a brand new series, like never seen before, but filmed two years ago. And so what's happened, I think, is that they filmed this series two years ago. They were like, oh, wow, that first series of Educating Manchester was so good. Let's make another one. So they did. But then the bosses at Channel 4 or whatever watched the series and they were like, hmm, no, it's not very good, is it? And thought the series wasn't good enough to actually put on the TV. So they just shelved it and they held on to the recordings and never actually put it on. And now, because there's a pandemic on and they can't really film a lot of new shows, they've gone, oh, no, what do we do now? better better start sticking on the stuff that wasn't good enough to put on the first time around but now they're desperate you're getting stuff like a second series of educating manchester when we weren't really supposed to because they didn't think it was good enough and i think this has happened to another show that i'm aware of i don't know if this is <laughs> common knowledge or not i think but i got told it because you know i'm a very very well connected i'm really not i just read it somewhere i think there's a show with Stephen Mulhern that's on ITV at the moment. You know, Stephen Mulhern, who's gone like everything, and he does magic, and he's very family-friendly. Very, very yummy mummy. I bet they love him. Um, and it's some some game format. I don't really know what it's called or what it's about. But again, I remember reading that this was filmed a really long time ago, and then I just don't think they ever planned on showing it on the telly, because they were like, this is this is not good. This is not what we want to use our airtime on. And so just never put it on. And just left it to gather dust, until pandemic comes along and they're like oh i suppose you might as well put it on so what's happening now is we're getting to see all of the tv shows that were never intended to be watched by people they were deemed so bad that they just after all the money and time they spent on them they just never used them and i think we're in fascinating territory here because this pandemic is not going away anytime soon and so yes okay at the moment They're digging out, you know, Stephen Mulhern show that wasn't quite up to scratch. A second series of Educating Manchester that wasn't really as good as the first. But give it six months, give it a year. They will be so desperate for new TV programmes. Who knows what we'll end up getting to see. Will we see, like, I don't know, Let's Go Caving with, with, I don't know, former... Actually, she's still on Labour MPs, with Harriet Harman, for example. Harriet Harman goes caving the show they made and then never aired that'd be quite good or um keeping up the idea of celebrities doing things how about janet street porter goes um on a deep sea dive i don't know i'm sure there's millions of these shows that exist and were rubbish and then somehow have ended up or will end up on the tv sooner or later i think that's quite an exciting thing to look forward to really we get to see all the really really bad shows maybe I don't know, the secret game show Bradley Walsh never wanted you to see because it's not as good as The Chase. The possibilities here are endless. There must be so much bad TV that we just never knew existed. And now we're going to get to see it. And if there's nothing to look forward to in the next few months and possibly years of this pandemic, it's the fact that TV will get progressively worse. And for that, we can all be grateful. <laughs> okay, be ready to be, to be sickened and shocked and appalled because this ariana grande song I've done, I've done done the maths right I've got my calculator out 34 plus 35 oh okay <laughs> Ugh, pure pure filth from ariana grande I'll be writing a strongly worded letter I won't because I'm not that sad Twitter radio that was 34 plus 35 which equals 69 <laughs> nice right this is exciting I'm not saying I'm not paying you my full attention but on twitter Apparently, I think CNN have finally, finally said that Biden is probably most likely going to win, which still isn't like a proper confirmation, but it's CNN and they're saying it. So I think it's just about okay to relax now. We can all breathe. It's over. Although I feel like it might not be over until he's actually sworn in because who knows what's going to happen in the next two months with courts and stuff. Oh my God. But hopefully, fingers crossed, the orange man is no more. <sighs> good. That's good news. Right. Um, coming up, Maisie Peters and Nico Obviously, with the the second lockdown coming in in England this week, there's a lot of stuff that you can't do for a while. Who knows when we'll be able to do them again. And so I thought, I haven't really been doing a lot recently, not going many places because I haven't really got time. But... I was like no this week me and my friend who's in my bubble don't worry it's all it's all legit following all the rules we should go for some food because i haven't done that for such a long time it's you know just a little thing from, from you know the olden days that <laughs> you could still do and so we went to this place and i think my life has been changed forever genuinely the place did palestinian food and i love all that kind of stuff i love falafel i love hummus I just think I love halloumi, it's all, it's so good, I think it is genuinely, like, Middle Eastern food is the best in the world, I think, it's my favourite, that's what I could happily eat, like, every day, if I had to pick one, that's what it would be, and we went to this place, and it was basically my first meal out for a while, probably last one for a while as well, and, so we just, I'd say we got, we got perhaps a bit overexcited, and ordered basically, not the whole menu, but every, almost everything on the menu that didn't contain meat because we were like come on we've got to do this we're going to do this properly i'm like excited about it i've been excited about it all week leading up to it and and we got there and we went to town and they brought us the food and they even think they seemed a bit amused by just the sheer quantity of food that there was and i mean wow It was one of the greatest experiences in my life. I genuinely think so. It was so good. It just, it felt, you know, when things just feel like the real deal. You're like, this is how it's meant to be. This will never be bettered. This is just so, so tasty and perfect. There is nothing that could be done to improve this. That's how it felt. It was just a real golden moment in my food eating life. Oh, I miss it. I, I really miss that falafel. It was so, so like, crunchy and crispy and flavour. Ah, I miss it. I want to do it again. I genuinely wish I could eat it again. It's the whole meal. Not like, obviously, I could eat it again one day and just go back. But I just, I think that that experience, I just want to relive the whole thing. Eating it for the first time, not knowing what to expect. It meeting and exceeding all of my expectations. Even if I do go back, I'm just going to be worried now that it'll never be as good again. And that's a big concern. And so I just, I wish I could go back wish you could rewind to a few days ago, pre-lockdown two, and and just re-eat that food. Middle Eastern, Palestinian cuisine. Beautiful. I've just done like a chef's kiss. You obviously couldn't see that. But, oh, it was so good. And I miss it. And I think I think everybody's got something like this. Just a food experience that's just been so, so perfect, so beyond improvement that you just wish you could relive it and do it all again. And I think I want to give you an opportunity to share this now so we can all just kind of be hungry and sad and reflective together. So if you've had one of these just amazing food experiences, you've eaten something, cannot be beaten. You're like, oh, I wish I could eat that again. Send me a message right now. 07 807 183 538. When have you eaten something and just, just wish you could repeat the experience? 07807 183 538 you can email me station at wizardradio.co.uk or get me on all the socials as well at wizradio oh i miss it already i just, i want to i want to eat it again i can't no i've got to stop thinking about falafel and hummus now need to move on because i'm playing Maisie peters next her song with JP Sachs. and i thought you might want to know a little bit more about Maisie peters i did before i did my research and now I feel like I know her a lot better. I, I think she's a fascinating person. There's so many interesting things that I found out and they're all true. Even though they might sound unbelievable, it's not. It's all it's all real because I've looked it up and researched it and cited it, I promise. And I've condensed it for you into 60 seconds.
0: Alex, totally accurate. Definitely not made up 60 second
1: guide. Maisie Peters is a professional ginger who starred in the global hit that was Game of Thrones. She played Arya Stark in the show, as well as having a big role in a few episodes of Doctor Who as well. Since then, she's gone on to even bigger things than that, playing one of the Weasley twins alongside her real-life twin in the stage adaptation of Harry Potter, and even playing the role of Ginger Spice in the recent Spice Girls reunion tour, because the real Ginger Spice refused to participate and Maisie had to lip-sync to all the songs. It was during this tour that she realised she could actually sing in real life and not just lip sync she was overheard singing in the shower by Scary Spice who invited their manager to come and listen as well and once Maisie got over the shock and anger of being basically spied on and listened to in the shower she was excited to hear they thought she had potential and there was even talk of her re-recording all of Ginger Spice's vocals on the entire Spice Girls back catalogue. That didn't happen in the end but Maisie got a great solo career out of it instead and that is Maisie Peters in 60 Seconds.
0: Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio Come and join the fun from a safe distance.
1: Wizard Radio, Ash Nico, and Daisy. Before that, Maisie Peters and maybe don't with J.P. Sacks. Salek Feldman here. Still not over some amazing food I had. I'll tell you when I had it. It was on Monday night. It is now Saturday. It has been six days. Five, Five, six days. I'm still thinking about it. It was that good. I just want to do it all over again. I'm I'm sad, I miss it I'm, I'm nostalgic I feel really nostalgic for my dinner on Monday I know this is probably not normal but you know you've got to, got to appreciate the little things and this genuinely was the best falafel and hummus and loads of other stuff sort of Middle Eastern-y, palestinian vibes I've ever had in my life and I want to do it all over again and Jessica's sent a message she says when I was on holiday I was probably like 8 or 9 I ate Indian food for the first time I wasn't even in India. I was in Florida. (laughs) Okay. But it was the first time I ever ate it. It was the nicest thing I'd eaten in my entire life. Maybe it was just because it was the first time I'd had it. So I didn't know what to expect. But it's still the best meal I've ever had. And I've not been to Florida since. I don't even remember what I ate, which is so sad. Oh, no. You can't even remember it, Jessica. That's so... That genuinely got me feeling a bit emotional that one of the greatest food experiences of your life and you can't actually remember it. You just remember that it was good. It's like one of those truths that you just carry with you without ever remembering like how you learned it. You know, like how do you know your parents' names? You know, there wasn't a big moment where you got told them, you just know. In the same way, Jessica just knows that this Indian meal in Florida when she was eight or nine was the best ever, but can't actually remember why she thinks that. I-, I wish she could remember it. I'm so sorry. Maybe if you ever have anything that lives up to it again, it'll all come flooding back. I hope so. Because, I mean, that's almost a sad story, but I'm very glad. It's, it's also quite random. Um, they do have Indian restaurants in most places. You don't have to go to Florida, but maybe-, maybe this one in Florida was just especially good. Yeah, that must be it. Nate says, this might be cheating. But last year I had the nicest cake on my birthday, triple layered, red velvet, it was heaven in my mouth, which I think is Becky Hill song. Usually red velvet cake is quite rough, I find. Mm, Yeah, I I totally agree. But um, this literally felt like velvet when you ate it. I would have eaten the whole cake myself if that wasn't very antisocial. And so I did have to share it with other people. And also red velvet cake is really bad for you. So it's probably for the best that I didn't eat it all. But... I just wish I could re-experience the first time I had that cake all over again. Nate, I feel your pain, but it's just a moment. Just one moment in your life. You'll never get to repeat it. You just have to savour it while it lasts because it's not coming back. Can't, can't do it again. I wish we could. I relate. Yeah, cake is good. Cake's nice. I've had some good cakes in my time, gotta say. So I, I do understand where you're coming from. Thank you very much for your message hello to callum the most perfect thing i've ever eaten is a chinese meal we had as a family just before the first lockdown lemon chicken perfect amount of lemon sauce was smooth duck pancakes were served the right quantity extra hoisin sauce on the side pancakes were steaming Mwah. beautiful spring rolls just the right amount of crispy just my luck but sadly, um, the restaurant shut down a couple of months ago because of the pandemic. And now I can never have the spring rolls again. That was the most depressing part of my last lockdown. Oh, Callum, that's the worst. It's just, it's gone. It's like it never existed. It, it's vanished. You'll never be able to recreate that. You'll have, you can go to like a million Chinese restaurants in your life from now on. You could dedicate your whole life to re-experiencing that feeling. Of the first time you had that chinese meal from that chinese place that is now closed you'll never be able to recreate it ever ever how does that feel i'd be gutted sounds just really really upsetting i'm so sorry why did you not order from the more callum why Do you remember, do you remember, like, right at the beginning of this pandemic, when people were being really stupid and basically avoiding Chinese restaurants, that was not cool, and I remember specifically being like, no, we need to, we need to overcome this, we need to protect the Chinese restaurants and order the Chinese takeaway, specifically, to help people out, and I guess you did the same, Callum, but our efforts were just not, not enough, and now they're closed, and we'll never have, never have that experience again, admittedly, mine wasn't actually that tasty compared to yours, I don't think, but, We did our best and that's what matters. Aaron (laughs) saying, all of your listeners are so posh, Alec. Oh, excuse me. You're insulting my friends. The thing I wish I could eat again is the thing I do eat again because I eat it the whole time. Fish, chips and a gherkin from my local chippy. Nice. There is nothing better than fish and chips from a greasy local chippy. Just something about the grease. The fact you know that it's been cooked in a vat of fat and that it's so bad for you. It's just delicious. You know what? I'm sort of with you, Aaron. Yes, yes, I love hummus. Yes, I love falafel. But chippy tea is also the one. I, I really miss this place where I where I live, at home, real home, not Manchester home, London home. It's called the White House. It's the best, beautiful, the best chippy in the land. And I will I will fight anyone that says differently. Like, if you want if you want to disagree, meet me after the show, and we will go. We will go and I will show you how good the White House is. I mean, obviously we can't because it'll be closed because of the pandemic, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I do enjoy I do enjoy that too. Don't worry. I can I can eat greasy stuff. I can eat fancy stuff. I'll eat anything, basically, Aaron. But thank you very much for your messages. I I, I relate to your pain here. I'm glad that you can relate to mine. I feel like we have bonded over a mutual love of, of food here. That's that's really a powerful moment, I think. <sighs> stop thinking about falafel and get back to the show right concentrate coming up next we'll find out who it is that's been zooming me but now you know 24k golden and mood well there's a new version out now with justin bieber and jay balvin as well here it is it's on wizard radio Someone's- zooming you Somebody's ringing the bell. and welcome back to someone zooming you in 10 minutes time Mars Mikulski is on Wizard Radio. I'm going to play Harry Styles in a second. All of that is happening after we find out who the mystery zoomer is this week. Every week, someone zooms me. I was a bit worried, actually. I mean, not worried. I was relieved, obviously, because I don't want them to zoom me. Obviously. But, you know, it's it looked like finally I wouldn't have my Saturday afternoon ruined by an unexpected visitor. But sadly, no. Once again, I got zoomed without any warning at 355, like I always do. And the only way I'm answering this call, which has now been sort of on hold for nearly an hour, is if one of you can guess who it is. So the clues this week, they're not a man. They're not American. They are British. They're old, but they're very relevant. Now, a lot of you have been drawn to the same suggestion here, like Matt, who says is the person Zooming you the Queen because she's a British (laughs) non-man. Yes, the two genders, man and non-man. Obviously, there's more than that. She's always relevant because she's literally on the money and she is very old and actually, until this moment, I didn't realise how old she was. I googled her. She is very, very old. 94 years old. Is that who's zooming you, Matt says. Well, wouldn't you like to know, is it the Queen who's zooming me? Sadly, It's not. I know she did do her first ever Zoom quite recently, I believe, but um, she's not on Zoom to me at this current time. I'll let you know if that changes. Obviously, uh, there are lots of ongoing developments, but at the present time, the Queen is not Zooming me. Zoe says, at the beginning, before James asked you a question, you said you don't want to talk to this person. So I had to think long and hard about who it would actually be, because based on the clues, I did think it was the Queen. Another one. But then, surely you would want to talk to the Queen. So, I think the person Zooming you is actually someone very like the Queen, the lady who does the weather on the telly. This is a role. It's not a specific person, but she is British, a woman, always relevant because the weather is always relevant, and very old because there have been weather women on TV forever. And you don't want to talk to her because how boring would that be? Right, so... (laughs) Okay. You're suggesting I'm being Zoomed by the abstract concept of a woman who does the weather. You know you know when men can do the weather as well? Just, just checking. Uh, you know, Thomas Schaffernacker, for example, or Owain Wynne Evans, who's on tonight, He's great as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting guess. I don't quite know where you've got that from. I suppose it is quite an old concept, so therefore it is very old. But are weather people exclusively British? I don't think they are they do have the weather in other countries too as I understand it. I would also like to dispute Zoe your statement that the weather is always relevant because when do weather forecasters ever actually get it right they don't. That means it's irrelevant you're better off just going outside and looking for yourself and taking a chance. So (laughs) this is a very random guess I appreciate the places your brain has gone to here Zoe but it's not a weather woman who's zooming me this afternoon thanks for playing though. Better luck next time. Danny, gone with the same theme of, of older women, because that's kind of the path I did lead you down. Is it Dame Judy Dench? Think about it. She's a woman. She's British. She's always relevant because she's Dame Judy Dench. And she's very old. She ticks every single box. It's a bit of a random one for you if it is Dame Judy Dench, but why not? Hey, I like Dame Judy Dench as much as the next person. I would be happy to receive a zoom off Dame Judy. We could talk about lots of things, but um, unfortunately, that won't be happening today because. As much as I would love. And I mean it, as much as I would love a zoom off Dame Judy Dench. She doesn't seem to be returning my emails at the moment, or all those pictures that I sent. I didn't, don't worry. Georgina, hi. She says this is really random, it's probably wrong. That's what everybody thinks, and they're usually right. I was thinking about this person earlier in the week. I was watching The Great British Bake Off on TV, and I was thinking, man, I really miss this person. Is it Mary Berry? She's an old British woman who seems to always be on the telly in one show or another. What I can't work out though is why you wouldn't want to talk to her. Because you said at the beginning of the game that you don't want to talk to this person. Okay. Well, I can tell you, Georgina, that you are in fact correct. And the person zooming me this week, it is Mary Berry, which is a bit embarrassing now because I have I have said how I sort of didn't want to talk to her. Listen. I'll explain everything. I'll answer the zoom call, we'll get Mary Berry on, and I'll explain everything. Um Mary, hello. Listen, you might have been hearing a lot about me sort of supposedly not wanting to talk to you and all this kind of stuff. I sure it's not true. I really want to talk to you. I'm just scared that you might be a bit like you know one of those elderly relatives that they sort of just, they just say what's on their mind, you know. And sometimes it's a bit, it's a bit, you know. Mary, Mary, hello. Oh, she's frozen. Mary, can you hear me, Mary? Oh, I've just, <laughs> just knocked a knife on the floor. Mary, oh, I think, I think. Connection's not working. Mary... No, she's gone. Mary Berry's gone. I don't know if I put her off or whether uh, she was just kind of, you know, glitching out on technology like old people often do. But there we go. Mary Berry. Oh, so close. We nearly had Mary Berry on the show there on Someone Zooming You. But well done to Georgina for correctly guessing who was Zooming me this week. As a prize, you get get to feel very proud of yourself for at least the next week before someone else takes the Someone Zooming You crown away from you so well done to you Georgina thanks to everybody else for guessing and thanks for listening to the show today I'm out of here the show once again has come to a close my favourite two hours of the week are done thank you for spending them with me if you missed any of it because you know you do have lives I understand that there is a podcast go get it you can get it on Spotify or iTunes or Google Podcasts or all the other podcast places really just search Alec Feldman the podcast you'll see a picture of me and you can listen to the whole show but without all the music and the news and stuff so just just the talky bits, if that's what you fancy, go check it out right now, and I'll see you next week. Weekly mixtape on Friday at three. The show on Saturday at three, and Miles, of course, coming up next. Last one from me today is Harry Styles. This is Golden on Wizard Radio. There goes another episode
0: of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun.
4: The headlines remind us daily.